In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Ascension Day. How many Happy Ascension Day cards did you get uh, this year? What did you give? No? Me neither. Because we don't really always know what to do with the Ascension of Jesus. In fact, uh, most of you are not here to celebrate the Ascension. You're here to hear the choir. Or uh, to participate in that most rare events of the cathedral, the Choral Eucharist. But the Ascension is an extraordinary feast of the church. In just a little while in the Eucharist, we will pray, uh, having in remembrance His blessed passion and precious death, His mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. That is significant company for the ascension to be in. His passion, His death, His resurrection... We just spend so much less time on the ascension and we don't know what to do with it or why it matters. Let me tell you, it matters. In fact, it is indispensable for us as Christians. So I want to ask three questions uh, tonight. First, why the ascension? Then, what happened to Jesus in the ascension? And then finally, what happened to us in the Ascension? So why the Ascension? We'll look at the passage from Acts. And then what happened to Jesus and what happened to us in the Ascension? Both of those we'll look at our passage from Ephesians. So first, why the Ascension? It's such a strange I mean, try to imagine in your mind the disciples are up on the hill and Jesus sort of gives them a charge and then just floats up into the air. No wires or anything and a cloud overtakes. I mean, if Jesus is not God and he wasn't raised from the dead, then this is just silly mythology. But... If Jesus is God and he was raised from the dead, then it no problem, right? I mean, his, his divinity, the divinity of Jesus makes sense of the physical peculiarity of the ascension. Again, the question is not really whether it happened. But why? Why? Given that it happened, why did it happen? I mean, why, why would Jesus leave? Wouldn't, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to stay? Because then skeptics would see him. They would believe. Jesus' last words before ascending, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so Jesus said that the disciples would receive power from the Holy Spirit. And the natural outpouring of that would be that, that they would be his witnesses. They would tell others what they have seen, what they have experienced, the one that they know. Which is to say... 
to be a witness for Jesus, to proclaim by word and deed His death and His resurrection as He commanded us to do, that requires, that necessitates His Holy Spirit to be upon us. And Jesus said, I will be with you always. Jesus' presence with us is the Holy Spirit. Now, I've used this before, but think about a bottle rocket. And a bottle rocket, uh, you know, it's just, just in one little place, just a little bitty thing. And then it shoots up in the sky and it explodes in beauty over this wide area. And if Jesus had stayed on earth, he could, he could only be on earth in one place at a time, like that little bottle rocket before it takes off. And, and, and only those who are physically near Jesus could be with Him, could see Him and talk to Him and spend time with Him. And we might be able to take a pilgrimage, go see Jesus, but I mean, think how long the line would be. <laughs> can never be assured in our daily life of His presence with us, of His abiding with us, of His dwelling with us. We'd have to FaceTime Jesus to talk to Him. But like that bottle rocket, Jesus rose up so that His presence could explode across time and space. He rose up then so He could be with us now. He rose up bodily so He could come down spiritually. He rose up finitely so that He could come down infinitely. He rose up in that time and in that place so He could be in every time and and in every place. That might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but He ascended to fulfill His promise that He would be with us always by His Spirit. So what happened to Jesus at the ascension? Paul tells us in Ephesians that at the ascension, God the Father raised him up with the same power that he ra- with which he raised him from the dead, and that the Father seated Jesus at his right hand. Still human Jesus, still bodily resurrected Jesus. Now he's in heaven and he is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And so He is far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion. Every name that has ever been named, Jesus exceeds them all. Not only now in this age, but also in the age to come. This It's not a geographic statement about where Jesus is. It's more about the honor and the authority and the character and the nature and the office of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, you have never met anybody like this before. Unless you know Him now, but but how often do we forget about His glory? I think that speaks to His humility. But this is the prince. 
This is the prince who left his throne to lead the charge in the great battle against every opposition to God. Now, having emerged from the battlefield victorious with the scars to prove it, and and now having shed his battle clothes and put on his royal robes, he's now returning to the palace Returning to the throne alongside the great king. Christian, you cannot have too high a view of Jesus. The earth is his footstool. The church is his body. The angels are his servants and his biggest fans. The universe is his own creation. And there is nothing outside of his control. Not cancer, not suicide, not ISIS, not Nepalese earthquakes, not Philadelphia train derailments. We may now live in that time between His death for all those things and His redemption of all those things. But we are, by His death, His children... We are in Him. We are His by His death. And by His resurrection, He will work all those things somehow in His glory and majesty to our good. Such that for all those who believe in Him, those slight momentary afflictions, which seem to us now neither slight nor momentary, but terrifying and grievous, that they will not even be worth comparing to the glory that we will behold when we see Him face to face one day. So what I have said now is that that Jesus is seated in incomprehensible and unimaginable glory. Power at the right hand of God. And I said just before that, that He is with us always by the power of the Holy Spirit. And those are both true. And in fact, they're both true because of the ascension. He is there with the Father and He is here with us. Which leads us to that third question. What happened to us at the ascension? ascension? Well, can we just take a moment to marvel that it is the very same Jesus who sits in incomparable glory who is with us always? He is with us. We take a moment to just get our minds, our heads, our hearts around who it is that we say we know personally as our Lord and our Savior. This incredible God who sits at the right hand of the Father, that He is the one who loves us and chose us and chose to die for us that we might have life. He's not just some guy, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, who found himself in a bad situation on a hill in Jerusalem. He is the divine Lord of all. And so if that's true, then then it should be little wonder that what happened to us at His ascension is truly magnificent. And is truly glorious. 
In this passage from Ephesians, uh, we get just a little peek into the prayer life of the Apostle Paul. Say that ten times fast. But a little peek into the prayer life of the Apostle Paul. And what he's praying for the Ephesians is just spectacular. He's praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Having the eyes of our hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you. What are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable, immeasurable greatness of His power towards us who believe? He's praying that the way that our heart views life would be given the light of Christ. And in that light that we may rest in the hope of heaven. That you would have the wisdom to discern how great it is to be a Christian. Ultimately what he's praying for us is that we would know God. That we would be on a in a personal relationship, on a first name basis with the one who said, let there be light, and there was. Paul says all that would be impossible without the Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwelling with us. In other words, everything that that Paul is praying for the Ephesians, which is everything that he hopes for and prays for for all Christians, you and me, that that all would be impossible for us to have without the ascension. And so what happened to us at the ascension is that we gained the ability to know God. We, we gained the ability to come into a relationship with Him in all His glory. We who were sinners who are sinners, who are wearied by our sin, by those in the sin around us, Uh, we who are burdened, we who are forgetful of His glory, we who lack courage and faith, we get to know this glorious and holy God and all His wisdom and all His grace and all His love, all His righteousness, all His forgiveness. All His restorative power. The ascension we gained the ability to know the one true, glorious, and majestic God. The one who is above all rule and above all power, above all authority, and above all dominion. In that personal knowledge to receive the forgiveness of our sins and ultimately our eternal salvation. Because God has sent to us His Holy Spirit, which is the spiritual presence of Jesus, who now sits at the right hand of the Father, and all because of the ascension. And so there should be happy Ascension Day cards. Because it's a big deal. In fact, your very life, your eternal life, Depends on it. Rests in it. Needs Jesus to have ascended. It is by that ascension 
that He is with you now. Wherever you go, whatever may be happening to you, whatever is on your mind, He cares about it deeply. He has died for you and risen to life, and it is yours because of the ascension. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. If it were up to me, if it were up to us and our wisdom, we would have kept Jesus right here. You brought him up and sat him at your right hand so that he might dwell in our hearts always. And that by his Holy Spirit, we might procure for ourselves the salvation that you offer, this forgiveness of sins. Let it be known to us that you love us and that is demonstrated to us. By your ascension. In Jesus' name. Amen.